Welcome to Rhythms of Grace. This is Christine, and I'm here with Nate and Sung for our new season. Season seven. Yeah. What are we talking about this season? Well, this season, we're calling it Things I Wish I Knew. Mm. With a wide range of topics, uh, some based on the season of the year, but we throughout this season, we will talk about a number of things. We're going to be exposing lies, half-truths, and foolish beliefs about uh, any range of topics, things that, you know, uh, that th- like things I wish I knew when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and then we're going to just explore uh, principles and simple truths and wise counsel in areas like... Uh, God and faith and life in general, marriage, sex, relationships, work, money, uh, family, all sorts of topics. So, all right. I think there's probably a lot of things that I will wish I knew later. (laughs) Yes. Like like right now, right now I know it all. No, there's certainly things that I know that I I still need to learn, but Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Well, yeah. Should we check in actually since it's the beginning of a new season? And we yeah. Um, well, happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to 2023. Hope you had a, a great new year's Eve, new year's day and holiday season. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 what did you two do during the holiday seasons? Uh, you know, for me, I, Christmas is the one holiday that I try to keep pretty low key. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually our our house and my parents' house on the farm is sort of like the gathering place for the whole family on holidays. So, and that's, I love that, you know, but Christmas is sort of the one day where I kind of try to keep it like just family. We have a quiet morning. We take sort of all morning to open gifts and like play games and stuff like that. So that's what I try to do. And New Year's, I, I don't, I'm, if I am up at midnight, something is horribly wrong, <laughs> including New Year's. <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't really do anything with that at all. I just go to bed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, I'm also, uh, an early to bed sort of person. So I had to make in advance a game plan of how to stay awake till midnight. Oh, oh so you actually try to stay awake. Yeah. Oh, I do. Okay. I do. But I just, especially now that I'm like old enough that I'm driving home, mm-hmm. um, and not just going to a slumber party. I'm like, okay, at this time I need to have a coffee so that it will have set in so that I can drive home. And oh like man, there's wait. like a whole like caffeine pl- yes, like plan. Yes, there's an advanced wow. plan. Wow, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we spent uh, Christmas Day at home opening presents, uh, kind of like you, Nate, pretty low-key. And then the next day we drove over to Philadelphia to see Amy's family. And then we came back. New Year's Eve, and my kids had a, a, a few friends over who stayed the night, and um, we do not stay up. We, we told our kids, uh, we are not staying up with you. We never do, and um, uh, we're just, I guess, old souls. Yeah, I mean, some um, some of my kids don't even stay up anymore. Oh, they don't? No, I mean... I, I mean, it really depends on the year, but there have been plenty of years where everybody's just like, we're just going to bed. So. Oh, man. See, yeah. I guess this is why I'm I'm like still a youth pastor. There you go. I'm like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, gotta, if there's, if there's an a event, party to have. That's right. If there's an event, we got to stay awake. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, my kids love it. They they love staying up, watching the ball drop. And and this year it was with uh, some friends and a sleepover. And yeah, this, so they just had a great time. Yeah. Cool. 
So what's the first thing we wish we knew? Well, so let's kind of, this time of year, a lot of people, whether they say they do or don't, um, January is oftentimes a time where you make some sort of resolution or some sort of uh, promise to yourself of how you want to become a better person. Whether you make resolu- official resolutions or not, it, it's, it's one of those just symbolic turning of the calendar. And there's something in, in just, I think, our rhythms that just go, oh, there needs to be a turning of a leaf in, in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so things I wish I knew. The first one here is that uh, uh, oftentimes what happens with New Year's Day is people come in with really big intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can I just say that's worthless mm-hmm. uh, because they don't really actually lead to long time, long-term results. Like if you come in and I've done, certainly done this uh, in years past, I'm going to exercise for two hours every day. Mm-hmm. You got big ambitions, yeah. big intentions, but how long does that last? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, so one of the things I wish I knew, um, and this is something uh, I, 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 I have been practicing and actually I, I think it's just a good re- reminder because I think I've, uh, I've not been practicing this, but, but that small changes can actually make a big difference. Mm. That doing a little bit is actually infinitely bigger and better than uh, doing nothing, obviously, but all, it's also better than doing something infrequently with l- more intensity. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I can totally, uh, yeah, I can totally see that, but it's also, it's, it's way more, at least for me. And I think for a lot of people, it's way more appealing to go for something like dramatic, mm-hmm. right? Especially if, if you feel like, if you feel like you need a change, you often feel like you need something dramatic to right. really sort of turn things around or yeah. improve things. Right. It, it does feel that way. But then imagine somebody like being, you know, you're, you're, you're a couch potato eating your Twinkies and then New Year's, you're like, I'm going to run a marathon. Sure. sure. Or I'm going to shed 50 pounds right. or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's easy. Those in some ways, the, um, I think part of the frustration comes in because the payoff is so long in coming for something huge like yeah. that, right. that you sort of feel like, ah, this isn't, this isn't working or I'm never going to get there or I'm never going to be able to pull that off. And so there's maybe a higher chance to sort of just like let it slide. Mm -hmm. So the question is what if your failure to keep new year's resolutions, which by the way, studies show uh, only about 8% of people actually keep their new year's resolutions. So basically most of us never keep it, Mm. but somehow we make them, over and over again every so single year. Are you the guy, do you make news resolutions? I don't. You don't do I, 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 You know, you, at some point you get cynical and you just don't. <laughs> I mean, Christine. I, so you, I feel you, like. I'm going to say you absolutely do. <laughs> My guess is that you absolutely do. And you're probably in that 8%. That's what I'm also going to say. I am. Wow. In that 8%. I knew it. But I, I think part of that is it, the way that I make New Year's resolutions. Mm. Which is less so like I'm going to, um, you know, like f- senior year of high school. It wasn't like I'm going to be the captain of every team by the end of the year. It was this year God is calling me to be bold. Mm. So every day I'm going to do something bold. Um, and so by the end of the year, I was the president of every club. Um, which at the beginning of the year, I was like, couldn't do a speech without getting graded down for mm. stuttering and looking down. Interesting. Um, so it's more like 
uh, yeah, so this this year for 2023, the word is adoring. So like, how can I adore God more every day? Mm. Um, which is, yeah, so I don't know. For me, I'm like that little, in, that, that inspiration does mm. help with those little habits mm-hmm. that get there. But it's like, if this is what I'm right. working toward, how am I becoming that person? Today? Well, it's an interesting, like, it's an interesting sort of middle ground because in some ways your big thing is not like, it's not a finish line. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, a, a theme or an idea. And yeah. then you actually walk it out in lots of little ways, which yeah. are easier. Interesting. That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. So the question for me, and this speaks to how you approach uh, resolutions, Christine, is what if the reason why so many people fail at New Year's resolution by, let's say, the second or third week in January is not because you're the problem, but there's a problem of strategy. Mm-hmm. That it's not because you lack resolve or you lack willpower or you're just, you just, you're, you're a failure, but the strategy does not match uh, because we have such big intentions and big ambitions. Mm. And that the, the strategy cannot get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And so what happens is we're quick to blame ourselves or our circumstances or just uh, the, our mood or the day or other people uh, for knocking us off course. And, well, that's why I couldn't work out for two hours today. Mm-hmm. So, and so <laughs> I want to introduce this whole idea of a micro habit. Mm. And I would, uh, I'd, uh, and maybe parallel this with the kind of word, the, the word for the year, like you have, Christine. But um, I may have mentioned this in a previous episode many, many moons ago. I don't remember. I know I've talked about it to people, but <clears throat> I discovered this back many years ago when, like many people, at, in the beginning of the new year, I resolved to become more fit. Mm-hmm. And so it began with like, I'm going to, I'm going to work out for an hour every single day. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you, you burst out of the gate in the new year, you go to the gym and the place is packed. Mm-hmm. And then what happens by second or third week, you know, they're not there anymore, but just the idea of working out for an hour meant I had to make so many significant changes, like mm. wake up earlier. Right. And then even when I did most days, it was just like, well, I don't really feel like it. And then the, the idea of working out for an hour just seemed like a huge mountain to climb. Yeah. And so most days you're just like, I need to rush off to the office. I don't have time. Or I woke up late this morning. And then by the end of the week, you feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. So with a micro habit, um, what if, uh, and these are small, so, uh, instead of making a goal that's too, too big, what if you made a goal that was so small that it was actually stupid small? Mm. So, I mean, by stupid small, it's like, there's a sense of pride. Like, of course I could do that. Mm-hmm. So I started off doing this one push up challenge. Mm-hmm. I would do one push up every single day. And so, and you could obviously see where this goes, you, you get down and you do one push up. Right. The hard work is already done. Like you've already determined you're going to get on the floor. Right. You're already going to determine you're going to go down once. Yeah. yeah. Or, and there was a time when, uh, I want to do, uh, I want to walk. And so I would, my, my stupid, simple habit was just put on your shoes and walk outside. You can just come back mm. 
take off your shoes and you're done. Yeah. Mm. Like the quote unquote startup cost is so low. Yeah. Like the, the internal resistance is not, you don't experience that because imagine like you wake up and you're like, Oh, I said I was going to work out for an hour today. The, the resistance is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you just said, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to do one push up today. So much so that there was one day where like I, I was just about ready to go to bed. I was tired, exhausted. And then I was like, Oh, but then I was like, well, Oh, actually, I was laying in bed when I remembered, like, I didn't do my push-up. You just did a push-up in bed. Uh, No, (laughs) I I have done that. But just just even psychologically, just think, like, it's almost a matter of pride then. It's like, of course I could do one Mm -hmm. push-up today. And the whole idea is the principle of, like, doing something daily, even if it's small, Mm -hmm. stupid small, Mm -hmm. builds the foundation of building habits and character in you that is far more successful and fruitful than let's say, well, I haven't worked out all week on Saturday. I'm going to work out for three hours. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And this applies to so many different areas of life. Do you have one? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking like with, with that senior year kind of, um, new year's resolution, it wasn't like I'm going to do something uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this specific bold thing every day. It was like, I'm going to do something bold every day. And so, you know, most days that was like talking to someone that I wouldn't have normally talked to and mm. raising my hand in class mm. when I knew the answer already, but that felt bold to me. Right. And then by the end of the year, you know, when someone was asking who, you know, wanted to run for president of national honor society, I was used to raising my hand. Mm. And so it was like yeah. those really small, like, yeah, those little micro habits mm-hmm. of I was used to being bold. So I, I want to, I have one as well, but then I'm super curious about if, do you, so I'm going to, do you, do you pick a word every year? Is that how you do it? It is. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So here's mine. I was trying to increase my productivity. Um, and what I determined to do was that, and this is, it's again, it's a, it seems like a small, stupid thing, but I get dressed before I come downstairs in the morning. Mm. Like I don't put on, I don't put on sweatpants. I don't come down to my pajamas. I put my clothes on when I, when I get out of bed, because what I was finding is that, and again, some of this is exclusive to the life that I lead, but I, I, I doing like, like animal chores it, it <laughs> can't happen in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Like it just, they're muddy and it, it just doesn't work. And so I was realizing like I would just delay my morning and delay my mm-hmm. morning and delay my morning because I was like, oh, I'm down here. I'm having a cup of coffee. I'm talking to the kids. I'm talking to my wife, whatever. And I realized that if I just put my work clothes on right out of the gate, mm-hmm. then again, like the hard part's done. And it's like, I'm just going to run out and do that real quick. It'll take me 10 minutes. I'll be back in and then I can sit down and have a cup of coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just get dressed first thing in the morning. Mm. Yeah, that's like a keystone habit for you. Mm-hmm. Like that one thing sets up the entire day yep. for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so this applies even, let's say, in our spiritual lives, you know, like what if every every morning, instead of grabbing your phone and looking at your email, a micro habit was, <clears throat> and I recognize most people, myself included, have Bible a Bible app or devotional app. Um, you are going to open up your Bible app and read one verse. Hmm. Like that's one of those things where it's like, that's so stupid, small. Mm -hmm. Of course, anybody could do that. But what happens if you start doing that every single day Mm -hmm. versus sometimes when you think of like monks and nuns, like, oh, they just pray for an hour. Mm -hmm. You're like, I can't do that. I got to get my day going. Right. 
Or if you're on a reading schedule and you like get behind and you're like, all right, I'm going to read like mm-hmm. 27 chapters right. and get caught up or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. that can be, that can be, that can work against you. It, right. In the long run. And so you might make, make a micro habit of saying, I'm going to read one page mm-hmm. of this book today. Yeah. And even if it's at the end of the day, like you just feel like I could do that. Yeah. yeah. But the physical act of either opening up your Kindle or uh, opening up a book mm-hmm. pushes through that internal resistance yeah. of like, you know, because I've done this too, where you, you sometimes go on a Bible reading plan and you're supposed to read like 20 chapters a day. Yeah. When you fail once, you just feel mm-hmm. like, what's the point? Or how will I yeah. ever get caught yeah, up? I'll again. never catch up. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine yeah. if it was just like, okay, I'm just going to read a verse a day. It'll take yeah. me 50 years to read through the Bible. But man, just imagine, because what happens is you you start that, and then of course you you're going to want to do bonus reps, mm-hmm. right? You're not just going to do want to do one push up. Yeah. There may be days where you do, and so it's almost like this psychological trick, mm-hmm. but lays a habit of, uh, well, habits. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's interesting. There's a there's a real difference, both uh, Christine, in the way that you talk about setting up. Um, your new year's resolutions and this sort of micro habit or keystone habit, which is that it's not about, uh, it's not about a finish line. It's Mm -hmm. like not about a specific accomplishment, which is, is really, again, I don't think that in general, I am wired that way. I do tend to want to put Mm -hmm. sort of concrete accomplishments in front of myself. And I think we're sort of Again, I think school sort of teaches us that as a rhythm. A lot mm-hmm. of work teaches us that as a rhythm. You have to finish this project or there's a deadline or the paper is due. And really, the transition to the rest of your life um, is it requires a different skill set, yeah. you know, where you sort of have to be thinking uh, about creating a habit versus accomplishing something specific. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, as, as we've been talking about this, you know, I do Duolingo sometimes. Yeah. And what will happen is I'll, because it's like accomplishment based, that gamification of learning mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, awards based learning, it's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And then I get to like day 270 and I'm so proud. And then I miss one day and all of a sudden you're back at zero. And then it's like, what's the point uh, of doing it yeah. tomorrow? Yeah. If I'm on, you know, it's gonna be day one. What the heck? Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, th- I've just found that, that that accomplished based like motivation is is really hard for me to find sustainable. Right. I mean, it, it does have benefits, right? Yeah. Like obviously yeah. there are times when your boss is going to give you a deadline or, you, ha- you mm-hmm. know, um, and you have to do it. But there's a lot of things there's a, you can't apply that principle across everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. My wife does Duolingo and she does it like, um, like right before bed. Mm. And, uh, I started getting like YouTube ads in Spanish because my, <laughs> I, cause some app is listening and yeah. it hears, hears about like, you know, going to the biblioteca enough that they've started giving me Spanish <laughs> That's ads. That's really funny. <laughs> I, know. I know it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I think one of the benefits also is as you, whether it's a word or uh, as long as you get off this accomplished-based development plan or or growth plan, I think one, establishing a routine in in doing that, it it really helps build the foundation. And two, I think it keeps you away from some of the destructive um, emotions of guilt or, mm-hmm. or shame or just things like, Oh man, I, you know, just, just feeling bad because now you're just in this long spiral of laziness or, yeah. you know, um, or on the other side of it, I can see like, like, um, 
like marking off an accomplishment at the expense of sort of internal transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's a real risk yeah. as well. Oh, I had my quiet time. It's done. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. What did God say? I don't know. I just got it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's a very nuanced, it's a very nuanced topic, right? Because if you swing too far in any direction, mm-hmm. you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's interesting to, to think through what the middle road sort of looks like to experience the benefits of, of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, uh, Sung, do you find as you're kind of practicing this, like that without that kind of like inspirational, aspirational goal to work toward that it, that it does like kind of fizzle out? Uh, it can, but I think one thing to note is that most of our lives are automated by our habits, Mm -hmm. good and bad. Um, and so I think the thing that micro habits help me with is it helps to build, a new behavior mm-hmm. that wasn't a habit when most of my life is just habit. Right. Yeah. And so every time you want to decide, Oh, I should exercise today instead of it being a habit. And we'll talk about this next episode that cuts into your limited willpower that mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. each day. Mm-hmm. And so the, again, the micro habit automates something positive behaviors that you want to lean into and so I do find it much more sustainable. Yeah. I mean, there are things in my life that I do have goals with, like how much water I drink a day or et cetera, et cetera. But because uh, a lot of things I have just automated with micro habits, um, I, I don't feel the same kind of destructive uh, put down because, oh, I didn't drink, you know, um, 80 ounces of water today. Mm-hmm. I only drank 64. Well, okay, not a big deal. But so, um, whereas if you just focus on, like we talked about the finish line, you're always going to feel like, man, I, I've never accomplished that. Yeah, that's a helpful perspective of like the point of micro habits is that they don't like, you don't just stop one day. It's that one day you forget that you ever yeah. didn't do it. Right. <laughs> you also said something really interesting, Sung, that I wanted to key in on. You said that most of our life is sort of a, a compilation of our habits. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think, I certainly don't always carry that around. You know, you sort of hope that your life is like sort of the greatest things that you do, <laughs> your most sort of notable accomplishments or the really like fun things that you want to post on Instagram or whatever. But in reality, 90% of our life is sort of just doing the same thing that we do every day. Right. Yeah. Or the other uh, illusion is that we think everything we do every day is a matter of our free will choice. Ah. Which it is on right. one hand. On the other hand, sort of on a larger scale, it is. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, yeah, not quite. It, as much. it is. It we default to our habits. Yeah, and then when we're stressed, we also th- those are other times when you could fall off the track of like big intention habits too. Mm-hmm. Versus, um, if you uh, again, if the if it's a word or if it's like a small micro goal, um, stress. Uh, doesn't need to have you fall off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Like I can have a terrible, terrible day and I just got angry at somebody and come home and something didn't work out and I could still do the one push up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus like ugh, working out is the last thing I feel like doing. Right. And right. in fact, w- and as you build, and this is where uh, I'll say a word of caution. It, on one hand, when you start off with a s- stupid small micro habit, it can build. So just this morning, I said to my wife, like, oh, yeah, you know, like now it almost feels like doing 20 minutes on the treadmill. It, I don't, it, it doesn't seem like a big startup cost. 
but going to the gym seems like a bigger one. Mm-hmm. But the, the danger is then like, oh, then my stupid small micro habit will be 20 minutes on the treadmill. You can uh, shoot yourself in the foot mm-hmm. yeah. by then creating this accomplishment yeah. finish line thing. Yeah. So yeah. again, always like you want, you want to continue to increase, um, but as long as you feel like it is stupid small. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a micro habit. Mm. Once you feel like, oh, I got to do my twenty minutes, it's it's no longer that. You sort of lost yeah. the power yeah. of the micro habit yep. there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I was reminded of the of the parable where Jesus is talking about the the servants who are given uh, money from their mm-hmm. master when mm-hmm. he leaves, and one of the things that he says is he's like, you've been faithful with a small thing, now I'm going to give you more. Mm-hmm. And I I I think. I, I've always read that as sort of like a reward for performance sort of thing, but it's also a statement of the way that it works. It's like being faithful with small things, like Christine, you were saying, mm-hmm. actually puts you in a position to be faithful with large things because that's sort of like the way that it works, mm-hmm. yeah. um, not not necessarily as like a like a holy reward as right. much as also that's sort of just the way that the world works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's building the person's character and capacity mm-hmm. because the, the person would not have the capacity if given that responsibility right, right off the bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you met Sung, you mentioned the single push up. Um, what other, what other micro habits do you guys have that you are aware of or what strategies, Christine, do you have for sort of living into your word of the year? Um, yeah. So for me, it's like incorporating it into my day every day. So with adoring, that sounds like a really maybe weird word, um, for the year or like really abstract. Um, and so for me, um, it is, it's stupid small. It's like, okay, writing down, um, one adoration of God every Mm. single day. Mm, And some days that is a sentence, you know, God, you are great and wonderful. And some days that's a poem because I'm a creative writer Mm -hmm. or, um, a sermon because I preach or, you know, um, whatever it might be. Um, but it can be, yeah. As simple as a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Writing a Psalm that I've just read, rewriting that in my journal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for me too, uh, one thing that is almost uh, automatic for me is, um, and we've talked about this in other seasons, but my morning and evening routine specifically around spiritual practices. So, um, so when I wake up, I grab my phone and I, I begin with meditation and scripture and all that. Uh, there's an, there's a, I, I, I meditate through some, um, uh, devotional resource in the morning and it is so automatic and it's, it started, it literally started off with like, just, okay, just five minutes mm. before getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it almost feels like I can't, my day feels different and I experience it differently when that doesn't happen. Yeah. And so I know sometimes people are like, oh, it's so hard to have time with God daily. Like, yeah, like, uh, again, starting with a, a micro habit of, hey, what if it was five minutes? Yeah. And it was the first thing you did or a micro habit could be, and this is more tactile. You get up and the first thing you do is you roll over in bed and you get on your knees and you spend a minute. Yeah. uh, Just a minute. Yeah. And and over time with that routine and building the capacity there, 
like that that's where the power of micro habits come in yeah and really you're even touching and i want to come back to my initial question but you're touching on on one of the the main powers of habit which is that eventually it actually becomes easier to do the habit even if from an objective perspective the habit is harder than not doing mm-hmm. it so if you're running late or something like that you would think oh taking five minutes to do devotional is harder but because it's a habit it's mm-hmm. actually easier to take those five minutes than it is to sort of drop your habit. And that's where the momentum can really start to build for those things. Yeah. Um, so you said morning routine. Were there any other? Well, and, and uh, I also have an evening routine. Now, I know I know some people are like, oh my goodness, you're so, so like being, showing off your holy pastor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying is like, no, uh, that's developed because of routine mm-hmm. and habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I cannot end my day before going to bed or uh, oftentimes in bed, um, praying through my day, reflecting on my day and praying through it and and just noticing what, uh, in ways that I lived into the way God wanted me to, and in many ways I didn't. And, um, when people try to do, let's say some sort of spiritual practice, because it's a new year and they're like, I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year. Yeah. Um, again, that's very finish line uh, oriented versus just what, what does it look like to um, read, read, a, read a chapter or, or get on your knee for a, a minute every single day. And what you will find throughout the year is, man, there, the, sometimes you'll, you'll read two or three or more chapters. Other times you'll be praying for like, you'll be down there for like four or five minutes. So again, these days it's like uh, most of my time is in the morning is like, uh, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, right? Uh, but again, there's that flexibility because it's, it's the, the, the important thing is just the, the, the routine of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have two that uh, I actually learned from my wife, Amy. One, interestingly enough, is about sort of morning devotions. She mm-hmm. has always been the type of person that has a couple books she's reading and she reads until she hits something she wants to think about. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's it's, she's mm-hmm. not trying to get through a book in a, mm-hmm. in a certain amount of time. She's not trying to go chapter by chapter. She's not even always staying in the same book all the time she just reads until she has she comes across something that she wants to reflect and pray on and so that can literally be a sentence it can be a chapter um but for me i always have thought of books as like you read a book you mm-hmm. read, start at the beginning and you get to the end you know right <laughs> and so i try when i pick up a book in the morning um to, I have to fight it. Like, I'll be like, oh, that's a good point. And then I'll, I'll start to keep mm-hmm. reading. I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Like my discipline is actually to have to, to force myself mm-hmm. to stop when there's something that I want to think about mm-hmm. more. So that's one of them. The other one is the way that she engages in social situations where she says, Nate, when I go to a party, I'm only trying to find one person to have a significant conversation mm-hmm. with. And I know that, um, I sort of, I often feel like I got to say hi to everybody, not because I'm a social person, but because I feel sort of the burden of expectation. Mm -hmm. And so now when I go into a social situation, I try to just tell myself, have one conversation like, Mm -hmm. and that's sort of the micro habit. And obviously there's often more than that, but you'll, I've found it's really easy to leave a party or a gathering of neighbors or something and feel like, Oh no, you know what? I caught up with, you know, what's his Mm -hmm. face and we haven't talked in a while. It was good to hear. And that's sort of like, yeah, no, you did it, man. You didn't, there were 27 people you didn't talk to, but that's, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to have one significant conversation. Yeah. That's good. I think as you uh, live into this practice, whether it's a word for the year or micro habits or just a- anything, 
um, and many of you know this or have heard this or read about this, but like even from a neuroscience perspective, right? When you create this new behavior, those neural pathways that just grow mm-hmm. and become thicker and thicker. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the power of like having every aspect of your life be filtered through a, a word of the year, like a door or, or a micro habit is because uh, what seems really hard in the beginning um, really becomes more and more automated to the point where, yeah, like you said, Nate, like your your day actually feels less when you don't engage a habit. Yeah. Than even if the habit takes more time or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just something else to consider. Um, it, you know that it's not just um, matter of discipline or willpower or motivation or inspiration. Um, which we're going to talk about next episode, but uh, because I think that's what most people think like, okay, I just got to psych myself up to, mm-hmm. to do this today. And that's just really not a reliable yeah. source. Mm-hmm. So this, this all got me thinking about one other thing, one other um, part of this um, sort of habit developing and goal setting that, that I think is relevant. There's a, there's a guy and I've, I've seen his Ted talk. I think his name's Simon Sinek, oh, S yeah. I N E K where he mm-hmm. talks about, uh, finite versus infinite games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And essentially his point is that some people are playing a game, um, like to win. Mm-hmm. And some people are playing the game to stay in the game, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why like our military finds guerrilla warfare. So maddening because we're trying to win and in guerrilla warfare, whether that's, you know, in Afghanistan or whatever, they're just trying to stay in the game. Mm. And so they literally will, the two strategies are completely different. And what would seem like a major, I think this is one of the examples he uses, what would seem like a major military victory from our perspective doesn't sort of create a win, you Mm. know, um, these like, guerrilla warfare will sort of just keep rolling or you think about somebody and I'm not trying to get political here, but Donald Trump, he plays infinite game. He wants to stay in the headlines. Mm -hmm. He's not, that's sort of like the only thing he's trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. He's not necessarily trying to do anything except stay in the headlines, you know, or Putin in Ukraine, you get the idea. He's just trying to like, just trying to, he sort of wants to win that war, but really he just sort of wants to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And so thinking of that from the, from a micro habit perspective, if you think like I need to do something that keeps me in the game, mm-hmm. keeps me in the game every day. I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to read this whole book. I'm trying to, to stay in the game every single day. That really shifts your strategy, yeah. sort of shifts the way that you approach all of these habits um, or all of these changes that you're trying to make. Yeah, I feel like that's just, that is a really good mental image for me because it's true. Like when you, you know, when you're fighting to win, when you have a loss, you're out. Yeah. You lose the game. Yep. Um, but when you're just Duolingo. trying to, yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're just trying to stay in the game, like my approach to Duolingo would be different. It'd be like, oh man, I missed today, but I can still do it tomorrow. Yeah. I didn't lose my subscription. Right, right. <laughs> um, it's a very different mindset. Yeah. And I think also for me, the mindset that really helps me is, um, well, you know, the, the quote, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, mm-hmm. Lao Tzu. And so it's just the idea that, um, you know, some people are like, oh, I try to run 10 miles a day. And, or, or even like if, you know, there, there, I've gone through seasons where I'm like, you know what, for 90 days, I'm not going to drink any alcohol uh, for health reasons or whatever. 
Um, but again, if you think of like Alcoholics Anonymous, it's just like one day at a yep, time. Right? Today, I will not, you yeah. know? And it's just about staying in the game versus like, hey, I reached the 90 days. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And oftentimes, and this is what happens with weight loss, you reach that end goal and then you just feel like now I have liberty sure. to eat or drink and, and then people you kind bounce of, back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even sustainability wise, the mindset again is really important in terms of how you approach uh, personal development and growth because one leads to a roller coaster cycle and the other leads to, you know, what can be long time transformation of character and capacity. It's good. It's mm. good. So, so you've already given us a couple, uh, uh, like previews, but what is it that we're going to tackle next? Episode? Um, so, so yeah, today was that small changes can yeah. make a big difference. Yeah. Mm. That daily small changes and habits can make a big difference. The next one we're going to talk about, um, Next week, we'll talk about like how motivation, just the whole idea of like gearing yourself up, psyching yourself up to do whatever is really, uh, it, 60% of the time, it always works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I think we're going to have to dig into that uh, statistic yeah. a little bit deeper. 60% of the time, it works all the time. <laughs> oh man, cannot wait. So we will see you guys next week to dive into all that. 